in the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations have been destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. His eyes ex examine them. The Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked, those who love violence, he hates with a passion. On the wicked, he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur. A scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. The upright will see his face. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you very much, Helen. Let me pray for us as we turn to look at that psalm together. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you have spoken through the Bible and thank you that you speak into our lives and situations today. Please lay our hearts bare this morning. Teach and instruct us through your word, we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Well, when disaster strikes, where do you run? Uh, when the things that you thought you could rely on are stripped away, where do you turn for security? Of course, on Remembrance Sunday, we think of the way that wars have devastated lives and how particularly the two world wars threatened the very freedom of our country. But even today, for very different reasons, our freedoms are being limited. A pandemic strikes and within a few months, things we could never have imagined our government could ban have been including the ability to meet physically together for a Sunday service. Now, at some point in life, whether or not it's dramatic, whether or not it makes the news, we hit hard times. A loved one suddenly dies. A relationship breaks down. Your body doesn't do what you've come to expect it to. You lose a job. Your peers are unkind to you because you're a Christian. Guilt for your sins or doubts leave you feeling wobbly in your faith. An argument with someone you care about leaves you feeling wounded. When we lose the things that used to make us feel secure, where do we turn instead? Where do you run when disaster strikes? There are some of us here on this call who are in those hard times at the moment, right in the thick of it, and you feel like despairing. And if that's you, I hope Psalm 11 will help you in considering how to face these times. But there are some here who are feeling fine right now. If that's the case, let Psalm 11 prepare you for the hard times that will inevitably come. Psalm 11 was written by David, that's King David, the King of Israel. And in this Psalm, King David is facing disaster. The bottom is falling out of his world. And in verse one, he tells us where he runs to find security. Do you see that there in verse one? David says, in the Lord, I take refuge. But we see from the next few verses that some voice is encouraging David to run for his life. In verse one, they say to him, flee like a bird to your mountain. Why do they say flee to your mountain? Well, because a mountain was seen as a place of safety and security, somewhere you run to hide from enemies. And that's the sort of situation that King David was facing. 
when he was the king, there were occasions when he was surrounded by enemies threatening his throne and even threatening his life. And so someone is saying to David, flee like a bird to your mountain, get out of here. Now, something that's crucial to understanding what's going on in this psalm is to notice the speech marks that start halfway through verse one and finish at the end of verse three. That shows us that all the bit from flee like a bird through to what can the righteous do, that's all said by someone else. Those aren't David's words. Those are the words of another voice speaking to him. And David disagrees with what this voice is saying. David's faced with danger and they're saying flee. Then this voice tells David to look at how close his doom is. Look at verse two. For look, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. You see, this person is telling David the strings on the bow and they're bending the bow. And the next thing you'll be dead. It's like saying the guns locked and loaded and ready to fire. And so in verse three, he says that David hasn't got a hope. Verse three, when the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? This voice is telling David everything is falling down around your ears and there's nothing you can do about it. So flee, flee like a bird to your mountain. And it must have been tempting to listen to that voice. It seems a pretty reasonable voice. I think we all kind of hear that voice when tough times come. Times are hard and we just want to throw our hands up in the air to pack it in to despair. When disaster strikes, we're tempted perhaps to think, I can't trust God with this. I know I meant to, but this this just isn't right. God's done a runner. And when we stop trusting God, we flee like a bird to our mountains, to use the language of the psalm. But these mountains just represent other places we look for security, things we rely on to make us feel safe. It could be almost anything. You can fill in the blank for yourself. At least I know I've got some money tucked away for a rainy day. I've got my popularity. I've got a loving family. At least I've still got my health. I've got insurance that will see me through anything. I've got Netflix and a large glass of something to help me forget about the day. What's the mountain you're tempted to flee to when things get tough? This person in verse two tells David to look, look at the threat. And he ends with despair. What can the righteous do? But David's response is different. Instead of looking at the threat, we see in verse four, he looks to the Lord. Do you see that in verse four? Now, that initial voice has stopped. And this is David speaking. Verse four, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. This is the big message of Psalm 11. When disaster strikes, look to the Lord. And here's why we should look to the Lord when disaster strikes. Firstly, because verse four, the Lord is in his holy temple. The temple was the place people went to speak with God. It was described as a house of prayer. So saying he's in his holy temple is a reminder that he's ready to hear our prayers. We would have all heard that message when you call a helpline. You're on the phone. It says, sorry, I've got a real phone here. Look, I could use this. Sorry, our offices are closed. 
Call back between Monday and Friday, nine to five. It's very annoying when you get that message, isn't it? Well, the point here is that God's office is never closed. The Lord is in his holy temple. He's ready and waiting to hear our prayers. The second reason we should turn to the Lord when disaster strikes, verse four, the Lord is on his heavenly throne. When King David was facing his downfall, it must have looked like events were out of control. But here's the truth. God never loses control. Not for a moment. He's on his heavenly throne. And that might throw up a hundred questions about why then this? Why did he allow that? And there are no simple answers to those questions. But the wrong conclusion, for sure, is that God's lost control. God is on his throne and he is good, even when everything feels like it's going wrong. On Wednesday, a Christian author that I uh, follow uh, called Tim Challies posted a short blog uh, to say that his grown up son, engaged to be married, had suddenly collapsed and never regained consciousness. He expressed his and his wife's grief and devastation and asked for people's prayers. And then he ended the post writing this. We have no answers to the what or why questions. We know there will be gruelling days and sleepless nights ahead. But for now, even though our minds are bewildered and our hearts are broken, our hope is fixed and our faith is holding. Do you see in those words what a comfort it is when the tough times come to know that God hears our prayers and is on his throne? But sometimes our suffering is directly attributable to others mistreating us. And in verse four, David reminds himself that God knows that and sees it. He writes, he observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. Sometimes as you leave a supermarket, there's a security man behind a little white desk near the door, isn't there? Watching you and everyone else who goes past. And sometimes in that moment, at least for me, it can feel a bit like you're going through an x-ray machine as this man staring at you, wondering whether you've got a leucozade stuffed in your jacket pocket. And these security guys, I guess sometimes they get the shoplifter and sometimes they don't. But with God, it's not like that. Verse four says he observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. The Lord sees and knows it all. And verses five and six tell us that at the last, he won't let justice go undone. And this is the third reason to turn to the Lord when disaster strikes. Verse five, the Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked, those who love violence, he hates with a passion. On the wicked, he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur. A scorching wind will be their lot. You see, the Lord doesn't turn a blind eye to people doing evil things. Nor is his anger wild or off the handle. It's his right and settled opposition to all that is evil. And it's the natural outworking of his love. Because we hate that which harms what we love. And so verse 7 tells us the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. This teaching has been powerful throughout the centuries in stopping Christians from seeking revenge. 
not least in the face of war and sometimes terrible atrocities, but also in conflicts of a more, at a more individual level. We don't have to take justice into our own hands because we can entrust justice to our God who sees and is righteous. Instead, Christians can be those who make peace, who love our enemies and let God be God. Finally, verse seven says of those who take refuge in the Lord, like King David, the upright will see his face. Even if everything is falling apart around us, we can be sure of this, that ultimately those who take refuge in the Lord are going to be with him forever. We'll see his face. You know, those people whose face, when they smile, it just lights up and you, you can't help but smile back at them. Imagine what it will be when your eyes land on the face of the God who is love, full of warmth and kindness, there in a world where tears are wiped away and disasters can never touch us. The voice in verses one to three tells David to look at the threat. And we will hear that voice as well. But David, David's response in verse one is to say, in the Lord, I take refuge. How then can you say to me, flee like a bird to your mountain? He reminds himself what the Lord is like. He hears our prayers. He's on his throne. He sees injustice and he's going to put it right. And he's promised to finally take me to be with him forever. Why wouldn't I trust the Lord? This path of trusting God through suffering was taken not only by King David, but perfectly by a later king of Israel, the Lord Jesus. Disaster struck Jesus when he was betrayed by a friend, then abandoned by those closest to him. He was arrested, given a sham trial, beaten up, mocked, laughed at, tortured, killed. But in Gethsemane, though he could have fled like a bird, he looked to the Lord and prayed to the one who is in his holy temple saying, your will be done. When Pilate said to Jesus, don't you realise I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus knew the Lord was on his heavenly throne. So he answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. And Jesus knew that the Lord could see what those men were doing to him. So in 1 Peter 2, it says, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threat. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. The difference is that Jesus did this not to preserve himself, but to rescue us. By praying, your will be done, he was choosing the cross. And there he endured the fiery coals, the burning sulfur, the scorching wind of God's judgment, so that we needn't have to. That's how committed this God is to you and to all his people. So whether it's right now or in the future, when disaster strikes, look to the Lord. Don't flee to your mountain. Take refuge in him. He hears, he reigns, he sees, and he comes with justice to bring his people home. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, whatever hard times we find ourselves in, please help us to always look to you and trust in you. And help us to get others to look to you too. Thank you that in you we can have safety and security that will outlast this life all the way to our final destination, where we will see your face and be with you forever. We praise you, our refuge, our unshakable mountain, our Lord. Amen.